Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for tuning in as we kick off our first podcast of 2023. And what better guest to get than Patrick Anderson, who is the founder of Anderson Economic Group and Supported Intelligence. He's an award-winning author. I could go on and on and on about the accolades that Patrick has. I've been talking with him for more than 15 years to try to get a handle on the U.S. economy and how we're doing. And we're going to do that here as we kick off 2023. Patrick, how are you, sir? Okay, good to see you and Happy New Year to everybody out there, Michigan and, and nearby environs. All right. Well, let's get your final thoughts on 2022 from an economic point of view. Well, if you are an investor, which hopefully is every single one that is hearing this, who's saving for their own retirement, 2022 was a disaster for you. The worst investment climate and the worst performance of people's 401ks and IRAs investments in the last, I think it was 15 years. So it was very, very hard. It was also a year in which we had the worst inflation in 40 years. So it's very hard to say 2022 was a good year economically. It was a bad year economically. And in fact, and we can talk about this more since part of your interest here and talking today is about how the news media covers this. Most people would view 2022 as a recession year. And I'm not saying this as an economist, technically speaking, but we had two quarters of negative growth. We had people losing income. We have a decline in the number of people working or the share of people working. We had huge losses in people's retirement savings. It was a tough year for us. And also auto sales were the worst in quite some time. So all around, it was not a good year in the United States of America or Michigan in terms of the economy. Patrick, what were the causes of this? And this is going to lead us into what can we do to dig out Mm -hmm. uh, and what do you foresee in 2023? But as we look back on 2022, what caused all these problems? Well, let's start with probably the most direct, straightforward, and broadly damaging, which is our inflation problems. And this was the worst inflation in 40 years. So for probably half the people listening to this show, they never remember inflation being this bad or even close to this bad. How do you get inflation that's the highest in 40 years? You have to have a federal government that does certain things, in particular through the central bank, grow their money supply in a reckless fashion, or they spend money in a reckless fashion. And we managed to do both of those the last few years. There is an allowance that I make for the pandemic year 2020, when it was an emergency at some point, and there was very great concern about sustaining our economy, making sure we don't lose any more jobs than we actually did. But after that was over, the U.S. government continued to spend money recklessly. And in Michigan, we spent money recklessly, often federal money. And the Federal Reserve grew the money supply and in a reckless fashion which led directly to the inflation that we have. So on this one, this is a wound on us that's inflicted by our federal government and by our Federal Reserve. There's just no two ways around it. And we're dealing with that right now, and we're probably going to be dealing with it for some time. Let's talk about how the media covered the economy last year. Were we fair and balanced? Did we do a good job? How could we have done better? Well, I appreciate, Tony, that you're saying we here. Uh, You are part (laughs) of the news media. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it is something that I think a lot of people should take some responsibility for. I know because I've been talking to you, you said 15 years, let's say that's charitably speaking, 15 years since when I was just out of my teenage years, I think, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but you have tried to tell the truth about what's going on, even if it's bad. I've heard you take some shots against both Republicans and Democrats and ask me some questions and where it's right on target, tell me that. So I appreciate what you've done and I appreciate some of the independent news media like this station, I think has done a good job in talking about what's actually going on. But if you looked at the national news media, you would have to sometimes just shake your head and say, how are you doing this? And a lot of Americans must say, how did we end up with the worst inflation in 40 years? And yet for almost a solid year, in fact, I think for over a solid year, mainstream news media kept talking about it as if it was a transitory. In fact, that was the word that was used. It was mm-hmm. transitory. And that was repeated by the president, the Speaker of the House, repeated in many news stories. And that was just simply not true. So just on that, I think there should be a lot of folks in the news media that, and a lot of elected officials that really should be ashamed of themselves because they told Americans something that just wasn't true for a solid year. We're talking with Patrick Anderson from the Anderson Economic Group. When we come back, we kind of had a little bummer segment there talking about 2022. Let's talk about 2023 and what Patrick thinks we might see. And we'll do that next on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley, your host. We're talking with Patrick Anderson. And Patrick, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that we are in recession that we are paying exorbitant amounts of money for even the simplest things. I go out shopping with my family and you look at the price of eggs and milk and bread and so on and so forth. It's just something I've never seen in my kid's lifetime. What do you think we're going to see in 2023? You mentioned to recover from 2022 and beyond, it's going to take some time. What do you see? Well, we're starting the year with a weak economy because in many respects, we had a 2022 in which half the year we had negative GDP growth in which people saw their actual take-home pay shrink because of inflation. And I've seen figures, it depends. Of course, every household's different depending on what you buy, but many households absorbed four to $5,000 in real loss over last year. If you think about a 9% inflation rate at the consumer level or 8%, and multiply that by your total household income, that's probably what you lost just from inflation. And if you think about that, we're going into the beginning of 2023 with a weaker economy, 
with an unemployment rate that on itself doesn't look so bad. But when you look at the number of people that are working and the number of people in particular who are not working, it actually is quite a bit worse. So we have a weaker economy. The one bright spot I would tell you is I think we may have seen the worst of inflation because the Federal Reserve as bad as their decisions were before, they seem to have woken up. And I've seen them be very disciplined about their approach over the last nine months. So I think we may have seen the highest inflation out there. Inflation may be coming down. Talk about 401k and the hits that we've taken over the last year. A lot of Americans, I'll say, again, I'm going to advise every single person listening to this to take responsibility for their own retirement and not rely only on a government retirement system, Social Security, because as anyone who has looked at this over the last 20 years as I have, if you just look at what the trustees of the Social Security system say, don't listen to what politicians say, read what the trustees say. They have been telling us for 10 straight years, actually longer, that we're not going to have enough money in the trust fund to pay 100% of the promised benefits. And that day's coming up soon. So I would advise everyone to plan for their own retirement. I'm not saying there's no Social Security or that it's all a scam. That's not what I said. But don't count on Social Security to pay your rent when you're retired. If you think about that, what you saw is Americans lost a huge amount of their retirement savings last year. And whether you're a baby boomer, a Gen Xer, or a millennial, or a Gen Z, or I'm not sure, Tony, where you are. You have to pick your own, your own uh, <laughs> you're too uh, letter in there. But <laughs> wherever you are, you need to think about that. And people lost a lot of purchasing power in their retirement savings. And that's going to be one of the things that's going to drive them. And it's going to be something that is going to affect whether people are going to buy houses and cars and make investments in 2023. So it's something to watch very carefully. And Patrick, I think one of the places that we in the media have dropped the ball is when it comes to 401ks, because I started thinking about this as we're trying to teach my two college-age sons how to prepare, how to save money, you know, how to handle their finances. And just don't see a lot of that taught in school. We don't see us covering this. I mean, there are even indications that there is money being invested in areas where a lot of people wouldn't like it to be invested and they should take a little bit more ownership in that. What do you think? Absolutely. Here's some information from Stephen Moore and E.J. Antoni a pair of economists at the Heritage Foundation. I know Steve Moore for a long time. And Stephen Moore is somebody who is willing to speak truth to power, and he's got the scars to show for it. He and his colleague estimate that the average retirement plan lost $34,000, which is more than a quarter of its assets in one year. And that's 401k plans. That's not some government entity. That's your money. The average plan down $34,000 in one year. Pension assets are down. If you look at pension funds as a separate entity, and now this is the total amount of money being in the fund. So it's not dollar for dollar somebody's benefit, but it is dollar for dollar the money set aside for people's benefits. That was down 15%. So it looks like $2 trillion. It's an incredible loss of purchasing power in the United States. Why did that happen? A substantial portion of that, you have to say, is because of our federal government policies. For you and I, and I'm, you know, darn close to every single person listening to this radio show or podcast, this is something that really affects them. 
the money they set aside for their retirement just got chopped 25%, 20%, 30% for a lot of people. That's real losses for them. And if you're already in the retirement years, that's a very serious issue for you. We're talking with Patrick Anderson. He is the founder of the Anderson Economic Group. When we come back, we're going to talk to Patrick a little bit more about what to expect in 2023. We want to get his take on crypto also. We'll do that next here on the Michigan Business Network on Media Business. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley, and this is Media Business. We're talking with Patrick Anderson. Patrick, before we let go of what to expect here in 2023, what can we in the media do to more inform our listeners, our readers about how to handle this? You know, I wish there was a way that we could put pressure on our politicians to make changes, but it just looks like from my aspect, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, they don't care. Politics is now about self-preservation and power. So I don't know if we can actually put any pressure on them, but what can we do to help folks make decisions and really make impressions on people who make these decisions? Number one, especially for my friends and neighbors here in Michigan, in Michigan, people know they have to get through a winter. They know their car's got to start up in the cold. And I think that metaphor for getting a better understanding of what's actually going on than they might hear, let me say, MSNBC or reading in the Washington Post is really important. Or listening on NPR, if you are concerned about your well-being, if your bank account is getting shrunk by inflation, if your 401ks drop 20, 25%, which is what's happened for most Americans, if you go to the store and say, gee, I don't think my wages have grown as much as the price of bacon and eggs and milk has, you're probably right. And one thing I would say to people is even though I've been training to be an economist and I've had the chance to work with some of the best economists in the country and do a lot of you know really careful work on it, People's instincts and their own sense of where they are is actually a pretty good guide. And I would urge people, and if there are any, let me say, reporters or editors out there, be careful in quoting people who aren't in the real economy about how the economy is doing. And I'm always looking at what actual people are doing with their money. And are they buying stuff or are they saving? Are they investing or are they hoarding it? Or are they concerned about their future? Because that's way more reliable than, let me say, what the spokesman for the Speaker of the House or the President of the United States or some economist that works in a university and that receives tax money says. Always listen to what somebody is who's actually in the real world before you listen to someone who has got a degree in what people in the real world are supposed to think. 
Patrick, where can we go to get the best information? I find myself going to Fox Business as well as the Wall Street Journal. You mentioned the Heritage Foundation. Where else can we go to find out good information? Here's something. Actually, the Anderson Economic Group has an economic conditions monitor, and I'm just looking at it right now. Here's the unemployment rate in the U.S. I'm going to click on Michigan, and there's the unemployment rate there, too. And we actually see what's going on in our state. Michigan personal income and other things. So if you go to the Anderson Economic Group website, you actually see some of the real data. And if you look at our economic conditions monitor or also in Michigan, look at the auto dashboard. That's very important. When you see autos being almost no inventory and you see that we're only selling 13 million units and you can look at it over the past few years, you know there's something that's going on there. So those are two places. And then I'm going to tell you again, look at your own 401k statement. Don't ignore that envelope that comes once a month. Actually look at it. And if your retirement savings going down, you already lost that money. Pay attention to that. Don't let some elected official or somebody explaining the president's policies tell you that this was actually good for you. When you lose money, it's not good for you. So those are the things that I would suggest people do. And for reporters... Just look at the actual facts. Look at what consumers are actually saying as opposed to reading speeches by elected officials. Patrick, FTX founder Sam Brinkman-Fried pleaded not guilty today to an array of federal charges he faces for allegedly defrauding consumers and investors in connection with the collapse of his cryptocurrency empire. What do you think about cryptocurrency? I'm interested to hear your take. Well, the saga here is a very sad one, and you brought it up in a news media as well as economy discussion, and you should, because I find myself perplexed at how this person so clearly spun tales and influenced and became, you know, a celebrity. He's got his initials used and, you know, like he's a president of the United States or something. And he so obviously was paying politicians through contributions, particularly the Democratic Party, that, you know, how did you do that in an entity that failed so spectacularly? And unfortunately, I just got to say a lot of this has to do with politicians and the news media. You shouldn't be saying to someone you're a genius because you contribute a lot of money and you're running a cryptocurrency entity that hasn't lasted for very long and which seems to have some very unusual practices in terms of describing itself. So I have real criticisms about of people that were taken in by this and the degree to which they were presented as they were a legit, properly operating entity, as well as the fact that until recently, there was very little discussion about the sheer volume of money that was contributed to politicians by this person. We've been talking with Patrick Anderson, who is the founder of Anderson Economic Group. Patrick, uh, thanks so much for your time. I want to encourage our listeners to definitely go to Anderson Economic Group and their website where you can find out the latest information about how the economy is working and see the numbers right there. Patrick, I appreciate you so much, sir. Thank you. All right, Tony, great to talk to you. I'm Tony Connolly. This has been Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.